0: You have a living lesson.
1: Get ready. ready 10 minutes Thank you the for taking us to this.
0: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, babies and toddlers, the future people. It's your favorite duo back on your favorite show. HD. HD. It's not high definition, <laughs> even though you're watching us on high definition. It is Heroes Diary, yo. And my name is D1. And I'm here with
1: you
0: today, one and only ke- 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 Right, come
1: here. on yeah. now. What's
0: good, brother?
1: Yes, man. What's Welcome. Good, man. Thanks a lot, my brother. You know now, you know how we do it. It's HD. 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 All right, you That's said it all. It's not high definition. It's Heroes Diary, mm-hmm. the show that celebrates Black success. That's what's up. You know, I was showing you how some correct boys and girls have gone out there and conquered and done stuff regardless of their background regardless of everything how they've gone on to succeed so that you can also learn how to do that younger people can see how people like them have conquered have achieved stuff and then learn the process learn here from the horse's mouth that is why we're doing it here yeah. so my brother so my balogun. Oh mm, shit! Bad guy. <laughs> Bad guy. And today on this
0: episode, there's hmm, we have a living legend. Not a lot of people, you know, in in your lifetime, if you happen to meet a living legend, <laughs> you must pay homage. When the living legend came in, we asked Dobale If you don't know what Dobale means, Google it. Okay. Dobale Dobale. O B A L E. Dobale <laughs> okay. We asked Dobale We have one, none and only one and only the original flag bearer hmm. of this thing called Afrobeat from eh? day one, from okay. time
1: not be just even Afrobeat
0: mm-hmm. not so be just the, the old
1: culture. African culture You know. listen,
0: if we go 20 years back this name is, was there put on so many people that you know today like mm. we had a last guest that said listen This is my hero, and ask him Mm -hmm. this question. If you know, if you watched the last episode, you know probably what I'm talking about. We're talking about one and only, Mm -hmm. drum roll please, (laughs) DJ DJ Abbas. (laughs) Come on, brother. Come on, man. even I us. clap for myself. <laughs> <laughs> guy, 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 guy. guy. Yeah, well, well,
1: well, I well, clap
0: for myself.
2: Sadly, sadly, not work today, Or tonight, brass. <laughs> Thank Ross. you so much. What's up, uh, there, awesome bro, intro, really Kenny and D One. Hey, and I don't want me. Thank you so much, and also thanks for doing this. It's um, if you don't tell your story. Nobody will tell it. Yeah. It's even, even tell it, even if you get it wrong, tell it, Sha, yeah. so that they won't come and tell us that Mongo Park discovered River Niger. The <laughs> Niger that has been flowing there. Where the, you know, the bombe will
1: go back. But it's a it's, it's,
2: it's, it's narrative. So if you don't yeah. control the narrative, so this is controlling the narrative. Wow. Mm. So thanks guys for doing this. And also thanks for Deeming me worthy enough to be a guest on this ah, show. Bro, ah, bros, thank you. Thank so you,
1: much. deeming us
2: worthy enough to turn up. <laughs> to, <laughs> to turn up and deport me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Out of all, I mean, for us, the massive, massive, massive pulling us on. Out of all the engagements you put have in tonight, you decided to come down. To docklands, we're trying to turn dock. I came
2: lands. down from an engagement, actually. From
0: engagement, wow. yeah. We we'll respect yeah. that. Well, yes. And you, you, you inspired us from day one. I went D1, the original D1. Kk, say right here, we are right here? <laughs> right here. Right here, right here. Right here, right here. <laughs> D J Abbas has been putting the map of nigeria on the on the whole on the, world mm. now tell us what's your journey who's dj abbas for people that are like i'm gonna be what are they talking about what are they shining about you know especially the young ones our kids who are watching us now saying, who's dj abbas daddy who's dj abbas tell us tell them who you be who
2: you be who, you be? Okay. Okay. Uh, who are you
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: go on, bro dj abbas is a proud nigerian and um the prefix dj is something as i grew in my career i tried I try to like kind of like shift as some people try to redefine themselves. You have people like Puff Daddy who started out as um, Puff Daddy. I mean, Puff, Daddy Puff Daddy, PGD, then, da, 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 I d- think it's now p- Love now, you know. Like, but, <laughs> Sean um, Combs. I just realized that it's a, it's a tag I couldn't shift. Shout so, out Puffy, by the way. Yes. Yeah, so, so in, in, in knowing <laughs> who I am, my entry into entertainment was with DJing. Obviously, like most people of our generation was born here. Returned to Nigeria at a point, and then came back in 1991. And uh, in how 19- many of you
1: were born?
0: How <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. many of you were born in 1991? No,
2: but you see, in ni- <laughs> ni- see, and, and and it's important you try and visualize, visualize what ni- 1991 was 31 years ago. So to always try to visualize what the UK was like for wow. Nigerians okay. in 1991. Wow. And there were Nigerians here before then.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You
2: know, we are, we are, Nigeria is a British colony, so we've always had that relationship right. with the UK. Right. But in 1991, you know, um, left Nigeria. I was a practicing journalist with The Guardian. I wrote politics post on entertainment for The Guardian, which is the leading newspaper in Nigeria. It is, but um, the entertainment, so I was employed, because I did my youth service in 89 and then, but sometime around 1987, there was a you don't think we have don't to take, don't take back. Back. <laughs> Asu has been striking for a long time. Oh my god. So there was a student asu strike. So there was a strike yeah. in Nigeria then. Wow. And I was at Ondo it's seven. I was at Ondo State University. By by the way, Asu is Nigeria's yeah. Uh, university uh, yes, university lecturers. Exactly. University so lecturers, so. Uh, at the time there was another strike, then my second year in university, and I was in university in Aduek, which is like four hundred kilometers away from Lagos. Hmm. I lived in Lagos. So I had to come back to Lagos. And at the time when these strikes happened, there's no the current one has been on for nine months. The current one has been on for nine months. University, students, university wow. students in federal universities in Nigeria have not been to school for nine months. Wow! So when it happens, and historically every now and then you get this kind of long breaks. There was one like that and we had to come home and I was just at home doing nothing, absolutely nothing. Back then um, there was an evening newspaper, if you're familiar with evening newspapers in Lagos then. And there was um, the Evening Times and there was the Guardian Express. Wow. I was a huge fan of the Guardian Express because it was mainly sports and entertainment. So it was something I would read. So when we got locked up, I just thought, you know what? Instead of me sitting at home every day, let me just go there and see if there's anything I can do. So 1987, I walked into the Guardian in a solo. Shout out to the the Guardian staff. Then I walked in, and the Guardian is a company that owns like six publications. So they have the Guardian, which is like their main daily. They have the Sunday Guardian. They have the African Guardian, which is like the political one. They have the Guardian Express, which is the... Evening one on Sunday, um, right. every day in Lagos. Yeah. So I wanted to join the Garden Express crew. So I just walked into their office and they said, Oh, that's the Garden Express. I walked there, and they had a very, very charismatic editor then called Mitchell Obi. So I wanted yeah. to see Mitchell Obi, no appointment, no nothing. Right. And Ogadan, shout out Ogadan. The secretary <laughs> then just said, uh, Wait till you find come. I said, I want to see Mitchell Lobby. He said, you get an appointment. I said, no. sports,
1: yeah, sports get yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Mitchell
2: and, Lobby and, now ended up being like a special assistant to the then sports minister after then. Wow, okay. Um, but at the time, Mitchell Lobby was like the guy. So he said, you get an appointment. I said, I don't get an appointment. He says, you can't, you can't yeah. go in. You can't you see the boss. boss. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> 1987, I was 19. Wow. So i like, while we're having that Back and fro, you know, Well, uh, behave yourself, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> My, I, 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 will, I will unplug your mic. <laughs> so, 19, 7, 19. Ah, while we're having the <laughs> argument, the door opens and Michel comes out of his office yeah. and he's like, Hey, guys, what's happening here? You know, and I said, Ah, university been locked down, there's nothing to do. Da, 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 da. I just came here to see what I can learn, and he just pointed to one I said, Go to that man over there. He'll tell, you, he'll tell you all you need to know. Wow. And I met a gentleman called Taiwa Kirile, really, who was the sub-editor for wow. the Garden at the time. So the guy goes, okay, no problem, you're here. And he's the sub-editor. So basically all the stories that go into the Garden Express, he looks through them, approves. So he just sit down and says, what can you do? I said anything, and he just gave me one of the scripts. I've always been good with languages. So I started looking through some, you know, and I had the whole day with him. So before the day was over, and I said, you know what? I'm going to attach you to the entertainment desk. So he attached me to a gentleman called Dokwamochola, who was Thanks. who was who was running a column in the paper called Hotspots, strictly entertainment. Right. So when the guy came and the guy just said, "Okay, you know, the Dokun will take you anything you need." To. So, so as Dokun was walking in for his shift. They just they said, um, that's Abbas. Abbas will. So the guy says, hey, so where are you decide? I, I just they've close university down. <laughs> the guy said, well, <laughs> I you, t- t- you know what? You I just came to t- sign t- t- off. I'm going to an event right now. Do you want to come with me? Right. And he said, okay. Have you ever heard of the joint called Muffy's Burger? Uh, Muffy's Burger. Uh, yeah. That was one of the first burger joints in Lagos. Wow. There was Terry's in Surule and then there's yeah. Muffy's Burger. And Muffy's Burger was launching that night. So he said, okay, come with me. Right. And he took me to Ikeja. You need to picture this, 19-year-old, all this stuff before now, only read in newspapers. <laughs> so now they're taking me to an event. So you it, it
1: to pleasure, you don't know. So,
2: <laughs> and I had a burger for the first time in my life. <laughs> you know, first time in my life. 19. First time. Picture that. <laughs> so we, 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 oh, we, we, um, um, we got there, had everything. And when we we're leaving, and, and the general trend in Nigeria is like, when you go to certain events they would, always, they would have prepared a communique they give to all media people so you right. can use that communique to form your own story and add your beats right. so once we were done the guy just said okay take the comment and the guy goes okay so you, you are coming to my say yeah, yeah it's okay write the story and bring the story tomorrow wow. and i just went and wrote my experience from that outing wow nice. and he made the newspaper on friday Like that, but just like that wow. with my name wow. assisted by I passed and at 19, you know, at that point, people in Lagos now started saying, and of course, those who knew were coming, say, are you seeing it's, it's, me, it's me, it's me, you know, it's, it's,
3: it's me. You know and,
2: and that was my start. Wow. And I started praying that this strike would not be over. I didn't want to go back to school. I was enjoying it. And what that did for me primarily was, because the column I was now contributing to now is called Hot Spots. Right. Think of all the hot spots in Lagos mm-hmm. Peak nightclub, I didn't know, so yeah. Night Shift, Coliseum, all the hot mm-hmm. venues. So my friend Dokun would not have the chance to go most of those nights. But he said, No, if you can go, I'll just go there. And all I had to say was, I'm from The Guardian. Wow. That's all I had to say. Boom. I'm from The Guardian. Boom. Boom. They let you in. And I started meeting everybody. Now, in the eight, in 87, 88, the biggest names on the... Today, now, we are talking of your Burner Boys. Yeah. We're yeah. Back then, it was Sashino Peters. Mm. Yeah. Alex Zito. Alex O. Um, Pastor Chris Cote was before. Okay. Just before. was before the that generation. Majek Fashek. Right. Oh, those were, oh, those were, my, those were actually before <laughs> then. But on the pop scene, those were the biggest names in Nigeria back then. And I was right in that mix. I so I'll go to the club. The first time I went to pick nightclub, I was wearing trainers. Wow. And I remember getting to the door, and the security manager said, You can't Don't go train. in. Two it's still today. The man said, You can't go no in. Trainers allowed today. And then I showed him my badge from the guy. He said, Okay, press. Now, the guy to let me in. That's okay, you can go in, but stay in the DJ booth. <laughs> ah. And I stayed, wow. and I stayed in the DJ booth all night. He actually helped and me because was... then I met Prince DJ Prince Two Thousand, mm. who was one of the hottest DJs in the whole of Lagos back at then. At the time, so I would just sit in the booth with him. Picknight Club had one of the best, just like here. Mm-hmm. They, unlike most booths where they just give you one, you go to clubs they, some, they just give one. Uh, night Club had a proper room. Nice. Yeah. So I would sit there with Prince Two Thousand, you know. And at that point, I just knew. God, don't butter my bread. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I wanted to do. So I started meeting everybody that was anybody on the entertainment scene.
3: Right.
2: So I'm talking about my Jack, and picture all the biggest names we have then. this was the guys then, then yeah. you know. And, and that was my introduction mm. into this entertainment thing. And that was so, of course, we went back to school. Before we went back to school then, um, my monthly stipend In uni then was 150 naira for
0: the whole semester
2: no for the the month for the month
0: 150
2: (laughs) naira for the month then so what i started doing was i started doing crossword puzzles those are things i know how to do crossword puzzles word search till today i'm still a junkie for those things (laughs) but i know how to create them yeah so i would create them and they would use it on the back page of the newspaper right so i would do so I started doing that because as a freelancer then, I wasn't writing. Remember, I wasn't contributing many stories. But then I, and I said, okay, you know, you can do this thing. i start doing it now. And for every one I did, they would give me eight naira. So five, in, five slots for Word Search in a week. Yeah. Forty naira. W- five w- slots for um, Puzzle, 40 naira. That's 80 naira a week. So every month, I, I was getting a check almost close to 400 naira. Yeah. Just doing Word Search then so when i had to go back to school now i did enough to i'll do two months bear in mind i was on (laughs) 150 a month from daddy 150 a month and i was on 400 naira from from the guy from the guy so i started making (laughs) good money at a very young age Age. wow i can't even start to tell you how significant that was in me as an incentive yeah. So by the time I finished, of course, I finished uni properly, and then now I was praying they would post me to Lagos, <laughs> but they posted me to one village in Kanos in uh, Kano State.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm like, first I want to do um, orientation in Katsina. Yeah. And then that's okay. You have to now go and do. And when they send that, one, i say, me, I said, me, I'm not going to this village. <laughs> and I shouldn't be saying this, but I'm going to say it yet on the <laughs> podcast. <today. laughs> so, I, I'm not going to no village. You have a smart. So, and the way it worked back then is if you didn't want to go to where you were posted to, you would have to go to Abuja. Abuja was just a new city. At that time, Abuja was a new federal capital territory. Right. Yeah, I just moved from Lagos Mm -hmm. to Abuja. So, if you needed to change anything, you needed to go to Abuja. But you have to get clearance. You have to go to that school they posted you to originally first. So, I remember going there to the, and I went there to that village. As I got there, the lady said, "I said I can't walk." They said, "Why?" I said, "I have asthma." They said, but "We have very good doctors." <laughs> I, said, ah. I said, "My own asthma." When my own asthma starts, they crazy. <laughs> you. <laughs> Long doctor and short, doctor. they gave me Clara, Clara, the clearance. I went to Abuja, got that thing, did my one year at Abuja, yeah. and then came back to Lagos, and then they officially employed me.
1: Right,
3: right.
2: right. In 1990, when I was done, as 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 um, a political writer, because that's what I have my bachelor's, bachelor's in political science. science. Yeah. Uh, what my 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 what I was cont- I was doing politics, but I was contributing to sports and entertainment. Bruce, so Bruce, Bruce, tell me Bruce. quickly.
3: <laughs> as we were going to say, how do you, so? This
0: is for young people. For people looking at it, this is you earning your stripes. This is you positioning yourself. This mm. is you taking opportunity by the horn. This is you mm. taking no for an answer and saying, mm. "You know what? I've got something. Mm. I am, I am gonna go for it." Mm-hmm. This is you earning skills. Mm learning skills, adding skills, adding value to yourself, mm. and then when the opportunity came, you were prepared for it. Mm. So any young person is like, how am I going to break through opportunity meets preparation in there? But you became a DJ. People were, you know, I mean, you moved to other things. That we
2: I was always a DJ. Right. I was a DJ on campus. I was campus DJ at my university. Right. Um, during my service year, I was a campus DJ all through, we have, you have a, when you go for the National Youth Service call, you have a one-month orientation. Right. All through the orientation period in Katsina, I was, I was a DJ. Right. Then it was more of castes I had recorded, you know, so the wedding events were happening. And that's still one of my best moments ever, you know. I think that was one of the greatest things that's happened in Nigeria. If anyone's watching this yeah. and you need to go and do your youth service, take advantage of the national no, yeah, youth yeah, service. Because yeah, 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 yeah. I, I now met people from different parts of the country. Nigeria is a beautiful country. Right. Yeah, It's a beautiful country. Yeah. With so many people, if
0: you watch CNN, you be like, no, 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 trust me, and and
2: going to the service (laughs) here, you know, was just meeting people from across Nigeria. Yeah. Do you know how many marriages that happened because of the because service of the called service. Nigeria? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, by the way, the National Youth Service, it's 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 a one year Mandatory yes. Com- mandatory mandatory, a, mandatory one year. In Nigeria for every you know, after completion of your University degree university. or your year, you know.
2: So it, it's it's yeah. and and I never forget yeah. what happened there, you know. So I spent that one year, I came back to Lagos, and then they employed me formally now that I had my degree. Right. And I did one year. And but at some point then, um, a lot of my friends who had the opportunity were living in Nigeria. I was born in this country. I have a British brain passport. Drain. No, it wasn't. I didn't. Me coming to the UK was not a brain drain. So, so
1: right, like, right, off right. Off then, then, yeah,
2: then, then it wasn't a brain drain. It was a fad. What's it was fashionable. Right, okay. So I had friends. Most of them were born in the UK, born in the US. Just a, people are living to the US. So Let me say, go come to the UK now. Yeah. No, I was earning good money. So money was not the was It was not, not the problem. problem, yeah. <laughs> but I just thought, let, let's do the UK. And when we came to the UK, the whole plan was come to the UK, spend a few years, and go back to Nigeria. That was the original plan. Mm-hmm. So I was campus DJ. I was DJing. DJing was something I learned in Nigeria, but I never practiced professionally in Nigeria. But on arriving in the UK, my first job was at a place called Casey Jones in Paddington. And later, Burger King bought that Casey Jones. But if you go to Paddington Station... Patins is the actual station. Then there was. Then you have. Um, there was. Oh, you may think of. I don't want to be mentioning brands here, but there was Casey Jones and all the other brands. And I, that was my first job. I did that for one year. And since then, that is the only time. After I left the Guardian, that's the only time I worked for anybody else. Since nineteen ninety two, I have worked for myself. How did you make that was, move?
0: So, 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 uh, before that, because that's a great question. But what would you like as a kid?
2: As a kid, yeah, what was doing you like? all that. Um, we're six. Um, when when you say kid, you mean as, um, as or oh, at the time? As a, as a uh, four, five, six, seven. Uh, yeah. no no. Uh, what do you like? No, I can tell you what my parents told me and what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So I come from a family of six. Right. Do you get it? I'm the third of six children for my parents. You know, so um, and we also. But I'm my, my the brother who follows me talking about is the one I'm closest with. We did everything together more or less. But we're six in our family. So everybody does their own thing, and um, a lot of the music thing that now has now become the backbone of who I am as a person today was from my parents. Right. And not just music, Yoruba as well, the language, we'll come to that later. Yeah. And those are the things I learned. So coming over to the UK, I worked there for one year. Casey Jones, even while I was there, no, 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 I was flipping burgers, mate. Oh, oh yeah, Casey Jones. I flipped for one year, so but but then and then I got a gig, I got a series of gigs because then and I got all my records. You know, I started buying records because in Nigeria as a DJ, those things were if back in, in date. Today, right now, if you want to be a DJ, you can be a DJ in twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Well, well, not not yeah. not in the sense of it, YouTube but you can it. get all your stuff <laughs> in twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah. Back then, it was still the years of vinyl. Yeah. A deck, one of the twelve hundred decks. There was a thousand two hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. So SL twelve hundred yeah. back yeah. in the day. So it was. A, so so, but it wasn't that easy. But then I had the experience. So coming to the UK, I started doing that within that group for one year.
0: How did you find you that you your, the African? Because obviously you started with the African community in like little dingy clubs. That because okay, I being an African wasn't cool at one point, and because I remember that. Mm. I remember coming from America and I came here and I
2: was like, okay. when it's like... What, what time did you remember this, though? <laughs> it cannot be my own time. <laughs> but it was like, well,
0: first time I came to the UK, maybe just for holiday, it was
2: like 1998. I will give you a better perspective. It wasn't, it
0: wasn't yeah. cool. I said, how can you be a day and I will give time?
2: you... No, no. I will give you a better perspective. Um, So, 1992... After we' doing one month um, a year there, I started getting some gigs from the Nigerian community. Back in the day, house parties were the thing. Right. Today now you want to do a party, you, you rent a hall. Yeah. But back then, it
0: was like no it hall. was, hall, it was
2: house, parties. house parties are still the coolest things that ever happened. But the sad thing with house parties is, 90 percent of the time you are breaking the law.. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if you're doing <laughs> the, so let's say we're in this space right now, this space, as I'm looking at it. Officially, can take like 30 people. <laughs> but for a Niger party
0: <laughs> you guys are on the ninth floor. So
2: picture this right? You ga- imagine you guys threw a party in 1991 wow. for who you are right now. Wow. So eh, so, so you throw a party right. and this place officially can take I'm looking at it right now, 30 people nice <laughs> but you, but you end up getting like 200 people. Yay, so from the car park <laughs> people are hanging. That was, as what, as that as was, what, that was what happened at most house parties. Yes, yes. So, when I started getting those parties at the end of the first year, and I was earning for 39 hours, 39 hours with Casey Jones, I was earning 130 pounds. Huh? But my first gig for six hours, I earned 150.
0: Wow. Oh, okay. Oh, great now. <laughs> Skills. <laughs> Upskill yourself.
2: So by the time I did it for a while, first your boy, boy, you see, you still building the name, but got to the point it got very, very regular, and I just thought, okay, I just called my man. I said, I said ah, I going quit. So we're gonna go so thinking. I said, nah, nah,
3: nah. I quit. <laughs> I ain't
2: doing this anymore. Yeah. So I quit night, night two, and from then till now, I've worked yourself. for myself, wow. till today.
0: Right. Right. So, so in my experience, I've experienced being. Black mm. being no, no not black, African has mm. not been cool. Mm. Where people tend to like want to skew towards being in a uh, Jamaica, and everybody was Jamo Jamo, mm. and then and, and, uh, you were pioneer of that shift mm. of being African, is being a, a proud African. No, 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 no. How was it for you even earlier before we came in? Mm. How did you? How did you manage that? How
1: did you guys get to bring oh, to, to Niger me? on the scene? Well, how did you overcome that sort of, uh, I suppose, the challenge of being
0: an African and being regarded as not cool? I mean,
2: well, you never saw it. but you not, I mean. Well, the, the, the great thing is, and this is the power of entertainment, because when I came in in uh, 91, remember there were people already doing stuff in this country before I came in. You know? There were Nigerian-run clubs in this country. Really? Yeah, in the 80s, there was the pack. In the late '80s, the park in central in central London. Shout out to Dio Shaloi. Shout, shout out to DJ King. Shout out to DJ Ladi wow. Eighty-seven, eighty-eight guys that were running stuff. Mm-hmm. And the trend back then is, once there's one club that's raining, that's where everybody, everybody goes. goes. Once there's a new club, everybody, everybody moves to the there. next one. <laughs> that was the era. Today, yeah. right now, if people come and say they want to go out and I say hey, I tell them, what do you want? You know, do you want mature? Do you want you know? But back then, it was. One way. One club. way traffic. Know? And there's something about the Nigerian spirit. I need to tell everybody. And I'm, I'm saying this with a sense of modesty. Anywhere Nigerians go, they don't settle for average. What is happening? Where is the big place? So in 1991, 92, you had guys thinking, okay, back then there was Peter Stringfellow, Stringfellow's clubs. Those were like the... The club. Yeah. Yeah. And Nigerians would say, okay, we'll go. We can't give you Friday. No, what can you give? We'll go on Wednesday. No problem. We'll do Wednesday. But string fellows were there. So Nigerians were there. And I would I, I came in 91 pretty much just watching a lot of the stuff. So there were people that were running things in this town when we came in. You get it? But like everything in life, you have to grow. So when I went into the DJ thing in 1992, started with just your regular DJ events, you know, kiddies parties, mm. 150, Going and that 150 became 180, became 200 on Saturdays, and then at one point, um, somebody, if, somebody, ah, I'm running one small venue somewhere, can you come in, 100 pounds, so Friday is taken care of, Saturday is taken care of, and that is what made me comfortable for who I was. Now, my wife came in in 1994. I imported my wife. Imported. <laughs> <laughs> i I'm one of the, I imported my wife because I've been Mail dating. I've been, I've, been, I've, been, I've been dating my wife for a while, you know. But it's so much. I met her in in 1990, and I just felt. And she went to the same university as I did. I went to collect my call up letter, and she was coming in as a jam bite. So right. there's a good four year gap between us. And like, ah, who we'll be this guy? We connected, you know. And I ah, like, this is That's me, you know. One. That's the one for me. And and I dare my heart day. Yeah. So.
0: Marriage
2: Millionaire. You know, you know, so, so, so the, 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 back then, when you talk about the, your question about the, um, and you mentioned Jamaican.
3: Yeah.
2: In the, in, in, and credit to who credit is giving, you know, the Jamaicans were the first generation of black people.
0: Windrush, yeah.
2: That came with Windrush into this country. And shout out to them because they also had to deal with a lot of stuff. yeah. When Jamaicans were in this country and they came in 57, there are many venues that would put up outside no Irish. No blacks, no dogs. No blacks, no dogs. <laughs> it happened in this country. Mm. In this country that we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. They were the first generation that had to deal with that.
1: Right.
2: So you get at times this little animosity between the Caribbean. Not even Caribbean, mostly Jamaican yeah. and Nigerian, <laughs> It's a power thing. Do you get it? But and I just came back from Antigua. I don't know if I told you I was going. I, yeah. I just came back, yeah. you know. And when you when you move in that circle with the Caribbean, you just realize how Peter Tosh said, "It doesn't matter where you come from,
1: right?
2: As long as you're a black man, you're an African. You're an African right? It doesn't." When you go to those places, you just have yeah. to see, start to see the similarities. And yeah. picture it, they took them out of us from slave trade, and they had to build their life. So, yeah. And all this whole divide and rule that the West create, we need to rise above it and realize this: we are all one. Right, right, right. So, But right. back then, you know, when right. the UK, and the black circles, you are either Jamaican, yeah. and the Jamaicans were, if you didn't have a gold tooth, and all that. Have, dread, yeah. have dreadlocks yeah. or spoke with Patois, yeah. you are not acceptable. Yeah. So there were Nigerians. Yeah. Yeah. There were some Nigerians that would grow dreadlocks. Yeah. There were Nigerians you speak to and like, you know, in fact, they wouldn't even come to our events because we started doing events and shout out to DJ KC. Mm. Shout out to all the top promoters back then, you know, in yeah. But we started doing stuff for us. We yes. don't send anybody. And we so were doing we do our own thing. We were doing our own, our own thing own and team, bringing yeah. our people Correct. out. Correct. Correct. So, in full understanding... Now, let's talk about radio. Even then, you had Choice yeah. FM. Yeah. Owned by a Caribbean. And their African program was on what we call the graveyard shift. Right. You know what the graveyard shift is? Terrible to... It's midnight. The
1: late no, no, night no, no, shifts, yeah. That's where true. not a lot of people are listening. You know?
2: And so... Some it of those Jews. things, some of those, of those things is not necessary. It's just like, by nature, we are competitive, you know. Yeah. So it's not like they had probably hated us yeah. anything. Correct. But at times, that's how. They but there it. obviously it was clearly, you know, a gap between the Nigerians and the Jamaicans. Yeah. So because that competition also helped.
0: Drive
2: you must thing, understand that brand competition brand. helped yeah. to yeah. understand that, that we have to push. So Absolutely. you had, the Nigeria not go green now. Nigeria go push, so you know, yeah. anything. Yeah. So back then, we were doing our house parties and a lot of Nigerians at one point wanted to get into radio. Yeah. It wasn't easy, you know, but Nigerians kept doing their own thing. So like I said, for us generally, radio we couldn't get into. So radio, and you had choice FM. Shout out to Choice FM, which ultimately was sold to capi- what we now call capital extra. 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 Okay. But before then, we were doing our own thing. DJ Abbas, hmm.
1: yeah,
0: How have you married Nollywood and Afrobeat together? We see you in premieres. You see behind the scene, in front of the scene, back of the scene. You're doing the most. How have you how do you how do you how do you manage this capacity? And it's truly inspiring, but how do you how do you do it? Now, Afrobeat is all over the world. Netflix is on, uh, I said, Nollywood is on Netflix. You must take some credit for that.
2: It must feel good. Yeah, yeah. I'll take some credits. I'm not sure to take credits <laughs> from where I've sold. Um, where I've sold. We have credited. But obviously, my journey started with music. Yeah. And then coming to the UK, you realize that there's certain elements of the culture that are not getting the same representation as music was getting, particularly in the UK. Mm-hmm. So I remember my first premiere was in 2007. And right now, the title skips in my head, but it was Hexentrix. Me uh-huh. to I was film. Me. Uh, in 2007. Turning at, point. As, yeah. Turning Sorry, Thank you so much. At sorry, yeah. You know? Yeah. And from then on, what we realized is that it's the same formula that was working for the music. Hmm. So the same people that will come and listen to the music, you had a percentage of them that also love the movies. Right. But then you had to present the, mu- the movies in a way that they would enjoy. So it's not just up and, and shout out to Moses Babatope. Mm. yes, shout out to Kenel Paru, Paru, shout out to Kenel Kwosa, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and and biggest cinema guys. chain and in Africa. These were guys that used to work at Odeon, Odeon Cinema, cinema now Greenwich and moved okay. over to Nigeria and Ooh. now running the biggest, you know, yeah, cinema and chain. But and at that. the time, you know, they linked up with me, and the whole plan was okay. Let's just, we, have, we had movies coming out then, but let's, uh, people just didn't want to come out and go to the cinema and just sit down. Let's give them, leave them an experience. Mm-hmm. So the plan was, okay, let's create a red carpet experience for them. So the comic would do the red carpet experience, They the movie, the stars would come in, and then we we'll have a big after party. Mm-hmm. And that started in 2007. You know, and that's like up till today. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of like created, so think um, some of those movies mm. came into the UK now. We just don't do premiere. Some of them have become releases. Mm. So we have stuff like The Wedding Party 2. Yeah. So yeah. That's the biggest, highest yeah. earning, grossing yeah. series in the UK. Yeah. We had like a Lone Zone um, movie as well uh, that came into the UK. Um, Anchor Anch- Baby. Anchor Baby selling money. You yeah. know, and in that, between then and now, we'll be able to build that. So that okay. bridge, and think about it really. It's a no-brainer. Mm. You know, our music and movies really should be hand-in-hand. Hand. So while we're selling the very best of our music, you can also be working with elements in our music to yeah. have soundtracks for the movies. And that's the story about that. Yeah. Right. Really. By the way, shout-out to Wedding Party
0: 1DOP.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean. In the building, in the building, no, in the building, in the just building. Just
0: saying, the guy who crafted, Ju- dropping the, the sorbet juice, yes. all, the <laughs> <money> <laughs> all that money, all that money making. Did he tell Look, you have Juwali?
3: Did he tell us? Did he tell us? we the You got You got it, he was diaries That's the
2: Indeed, run here, man. And that's the connect, basically. So, so
1: DJ Abbas, we've talked, we've talked Nollywood now um like like i said uh you see afrobeat is huge mm. it's taking over the world there's a lot happening with mm-hmm. music right now in nigeria nigerian music West um, african music i nah, was well, africa, africa know, music. african music that kind of stuff yeah. you know going all over the place and i keep saying that there are a lot of people this could not have happened to african music or nigerian music in terms of this global dominance now could not have happened without setting plugs in the west Mm. people who carry the flag, who, who, who carry that flag to another, to tip the flag to another level, Mm. whether it's the UK, in London, in Mm. US, in, you know, all these other places, Mm. Europe and all, all of that. And it is impossible to talk about this journey, this, 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 you know, development and all without mentioning the likes of DJ Abbas. Mm how have you as your role played in this in making this happen and bringing it back into success because at the end of the day heroes diary is about teaching younger people how this success happened how Mm. have you been able to in your own little way Mm. help this change and how can the younger person see what you've done and then to continue on to, gen- to generate... I wish the I own. could
2: take all the credits, but I can't. No, you no, no, no. Because everything is a process. Yeah. You know, and everybody played a role in the process. The sad thing about history at times is like a lot of people get left behind and not mentioned. Oh,
1: just, just to be clear, I haven't said you played the role. No, oh, no, no. You no, played no.
2: a huge part. Absolutely, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, absolutely. Yeah. But... um. Like I said, if you listen to my conversation all through tonight, yeah, he's been talking about the process from my standpoint. Yeah, but then I talked about um, Ben TV. And when we we're on Ben TV, the show intro with DJ Abbas. Initially, when we started, the plan was to be showcasing American videos. That was mm-hmm. the plan. Mm-hmm. Come in, play American videos. Because that's Af- what people
1: want to see at the but time. But we just,
2: because, but at the time, MTV based Africa I just coming to Africa at the time.
1: Mm. And, I and all that. really,
2: how do you want to showcase American music, and you don't but have yeah, the content? Yeah, yeah. They own the content. They've yeah. got everything. Yeah. But if I need to speak with P Square, I know how to. I can call Jude right mm. now. Yeah. If I need to speak with the band, I know who to call. Back then. Mm. So what we were able to do was get in touch with all the top acts back in the time. And you need to, like I say, you need to go back into the time. Mm. At that time. Ben TV was the only Africa, the only black station, black station on Sky. People would rush home on Wednesday nights. On when they ride right home. there. This was before right you, can you can record on it. Ben. Yeah, r- eight o'clock to watch. Can't miss it because what we used to do then was, would when they come into the UK, we'll film them, and then we would go to Nigeria and do specials, mm. and then come Grammy weekend, we'll go to America. There was a the Grammy weekend, there's the Oscars weekend, and there's a Pan-African Film Festival, all within a three-week cycle. So we'll go to America, and we'll do all of that, we'll put it on TV. I remember there was a time we did a special on my show intro, and we just went to, Ni- we did, we just went to Nigeria, and we went into a restaurant in Nigeria, and we filmed ourselves eating naboula. And a lady just called us and she said, you know what, I've been in this country for 10 years, I've not been home. She, she, she broke down. Home. I just have to go home. <laughs> you need to picture then. Now we have social media and all those things. That, yeah, we, yeah. Back then, we didn't, that was the social media of the time. Right. And that was what started to bridge the gap. Hmm. Do you get it? So yeah. in terms of how did all this come, so many people play the role. Hmm. So we've talked about Ben TV. Hmm. We had radio as well. Mm. We had Capital guys mm. over like yeah, out to you DJ know. You know and he 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 was doing his own thing as well mm. on Cap on 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 um choice Trust. before he moved to Capital. He yeah. was yeah. every and then we had people in TV, happy people in radio, DJs, mm. promoters. There was a club we used to play. Once we start to play, if I started with African music, African music from Congo. Used to be yeah. more popular in the clubs before yeah, Afro Beats. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah
2: that's true. Yeah. Lomide, hey. Aweilo. Aweilo, Lokumba. Lokumba. Back then we played the <laughs> magic,
1: magic system. And, and it was the, it was
2: East African girls that would come and dance. You can dance. Our Niger naja girls. You girls. all are playing, but then we didn't even have sessions. We just had one or two songs and then it became like twenty-minute sessions, and then it became like thirty minute sessions. And, so and then
1: it became the session.
2: <laughs> two thousand and three. We were the first. and i Mm-hmm. say it with all sense of modesty. Humanity. That brought the first Afrobeat act to perform in the UK. Baden Baden, Tony T. No, Tony okay. Twila,
1: Ooh,
0: and
2: Tribesmen. 2003, 2003 at Ocean <laughs> in Acne.
1: Yeah. The
2: right. following year, wow. We had Idris Abdul Karim. Wow. And Maintain. Wow. And the bunch. Ah. Wow. 2004. So once you start to trace the trajectory, the UK, I always say the UK is the thirty London is the 37th state of Nigeria. That's right.
0: 100 <laughs> percent Any which way you look at it, 100%, 100%. the
2: UK, that term Afrobeats emerged in the UK. Cool. Right. And when that term emerged, many people in Nigeria did not like it. Mm. It was like, oh, this part for pain fella. Today, that term is the biggest term that is actually showing glory to fella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But initially, nobody liked it. Mm. Just go and Google it. Yeah. It's like, are you UK people? I, I was there. But the problem was, there is, the only way you can, you can introduce any genre to any environment, it must have a title. Mm. So when we as DJs, even when we go on any of those platforms, even till today we want to load up our music and they say, so what Tag genre? We can't, most of them don't even have a till today. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was not the way. Yeah. So, in understanding this journey, so many people play the role. Right, even like the UK audience right now. Now we have Wheezy selling our shows
1: at the O2. Shout out right OT, behind OT, us, right Licka, there. Look at that. You know, you heard that these, right They sold out. You know, three <laughs> nights at
2: the O2. Yeah. selling you know, all those things happening. They, there's a journey to it. London now Stadium, now doing Stadiums, stadiums. Bad and this is the unique position that UK occupy. UK, I'm talking about right now. Occupies. Yeah, mm. the UK is the capital
0: mm. outside of Nigeria. Brilliant. Do you get it, I'm going to move on quickly. In there, just to talk about um, two two questions, and then we're done. Your proudest moment, your proudest work, and then the final question we're going to ask is: Who's your who you, would you like to see on the show? It could be your it could be your, your black hero, and what question would you like to ask them? So your so proudest. The one. Yes, the moment. My and your proudest, proudest moment.
2: I evaluate my industry in moments and I cannot pick one. There are so many. The most recent one is having when Bonaboy announced his show at the London Stadium. stadium. That's a moment. It's a massive moment. It can fly, why, why, o- it can fly over so many people's head. Hmm. But that's a minimum 60,000 60, capacity setup. Standard. How many UK artists... Forget Boy. forget Afrobeat. Yeah. How many UK artists... How many
1: artists?
2: No, no. We live in the UK. Yeah. How many UK artists hold their events in stadiums? Hmm. And just within a month of him announcing his own, Wizzy announced his own at the Tottenham Stadium. Yeah. We're talking sixty to 70 80,000 capacity. Yeah. We must not lose sight of those moments. There are so many moments. When the Bungies, um Um... Um... What, uh,
0: the one did with, with no, not no, no, no. Um.
2: Yeah, Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist. When right. Oliver Twist made the list for the New Year's thing at Trafalgar Square, that was a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We keep having this, and these moments we keep coming. Mm. We need to keep recognizing those moments. A lot of those moments happen in the UK. Mm. Why the UK? I would say the UK is the thirty seventh state of Nigeria. Um. In, in in terms of assessing how the world is taking on our music, we start with the UK. That's right. How are they been accepted? Oh, we're trying in, to make Docklands in, in, in the
0: UK. Docklands, the home and Nollywood and Afrobeat. That's not yet. We'll no, no, not just yet. Oh, we're trying it. we We'll be
2: there. So you, so you need to be able to analyze those moments, right. and those moments vary from individual. I am talking as somebody from my generation, which is old school. Mm. But then think about the generation right now, who are, who are the people going to whiskey's concerts? Well, the overwhelming majority are over under 20. That's right. Yeah, that's correct. They're the teeny boppers. That's
3: yeah. Correct.
2: Right? You know, for right? you to be able to sell those shows, and these are teeny bubbles mostly who are born in this country That's right. and have been able to imbibe our culture yeah. through music, fashion, music, food, and dance. That's right. So right. never ever forget that. And this is the special role that the UK plays. Mm. So good. Apart from anywhere else in the world. Mm. So in selling what we now call Afrobeats, it leaves Nigeria, but it lands somewhere else before it spreads. To the rest of the world so and i need to have a very very quick mention for the likes of um shout out to rema yeah rema's video right now calm down calm down selena gomez is the most viewed video for Afrobeats on video 358 on million on youtube on youtube oh. as at the last time i checked right <laughs> the out. one next to it is ck in oh, In t- 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 3.56. Wow. Yeah. You really? need to understand the dynamics of those numbers. Wow. I haven't had a look at that. No. You cool. need to understand the dynamics of those numbers when we are having these conversations. Yeah. Right? Because when I, yeah. when I try to tell a lot yeah. of people how this thing has de- developed, we need to be critical in our thinking right. and how we understand those things. But uh, did possi- you
1: ever ask? Sorry, how you... sorry.
0: I'm possibly put gatekeeper. For me, I'm I'm for gatekeepers. Yeah. But that's another conversation in terms of like, you need to protect what you have. Otherwise, if it's free for all, then you've got a problem that our forefathers had They never protected anything. And then they got taken away and themselves as well. Like, oh, you don't know what you have. I'm going to take you, your things and I'm going to enslave you with it. And I think that we're in that precarious position where you know, like you, we have not realizing what we have and if everybody's coming in and, and it, yeah, contributing, but at some point it's like, I mean, it, it's free for all. Okay, I'm going to
2: own it and you're going to have to pay me to, to well, that access would, it. Well, that would happen as well. And if I can add very, very quickly to that as well. Right. And at times you see, and if you look at Calm Down, Gomez, Selena Gomez came on on, on board and someone mm. like ah, Was she trying to? Why? Why is she coming on board? They're taking over. But this is a lady that has almost four hundred million people. Hmm. This game. This game is a numbers game. Hmm. Okay. She has also played a role. On where calm down has gotten to. Shout out to Rema.
3: Hmm.
2: Started it. Hmm. But those collaborations will come, and we must not start to see those collaborations as As bad things. No, they are great things to have. Okay. Hmm. There are people you, you go to any market now, you go to one market, oh, so who they run for this market? So I don't come with good product. I don't start. Who can I partner with that will make these things work? Hmm. So Selena Gomez also, if you look at the growth, so that's why with events, with programs like this, we need to be it's critical thinking. Right. Yeah. How did this and that happen? Evolve. So calm down right now. I yeah. set a record for viewership on YouTube. On YouTube. Good. Finally, can I ask you, who do you, who's your,
0: your celebrity, uh, we don't do crushes here, who's your, who's your hero, and who, what, so okay, before we do that, our last guest, Smaid, um, would ask you a question, and they propose a question to you, like, what do you think of Smaid, and then you're going to then propose your own celebrity, uh, hero, and then what question you are going to ask him? I'm going to end on that t- for today.
2: So, with Smith, I've known Smith for quite a while. Um, If you look at the genealogy of life, I told you when I came into the UK. And when I came to the UK, there were people that I met in this country that were doing things. Hmm. I started to build on what they did. Smith has built on what we did. Hmm. He said? And he's taking it to the next level. It's about building all the time. And everybody... What do you mean
1: building? Like
2: no, we're building. It's a build. Capacity. When you come in... We are, we are foreigners in this country. That's right. Mm-hmm. Don't think for one second that you belong, really. You fight for your position. Right. No matter what you have. Right. And you fight twice or thrice as hard as those who are on ground. That is, that is life. Right. So we live in the UK. The Nigerian diaspora in the UK has been estimated from anything from hundred thousand to a million. We don't know what the numbers are, but we're plenty for this country. That's right. But for you to remain where you are, you fight for it and you keep pushing. We don't do our bit, and we are still doing our bit. But the likes of Smith have also come in to take it to another Elevated level. Right. Now they are doing Afro Nation, which is the biggest Afrobeat festival across the world. Standard. And they need to be supported and protected. That's right. To get it, and. At some point, somebody else will come again. Ah. So even while we are competitive, we need to be sensible. Mm,
3: yeah.
2: We must never, ever, ever forget that. Mm-hmm. Because that element of divide and rule that they used to split us, some people fall for it. Yeah. We have to rise above that. That's yeah. right. So that is the space speed organi- uh, occupies. Mm. And it's not just on speed. There's also people in that market as well. Mm, yeah. We must keep carrying ourselves. Ourselves. Alone, celebrate, celebrate, celebrate ourselves, celebrate Support so, ourselves. which is why this program is important. Mm-hmm. Right? Very important. So, course. at times, are we you hear, are you we are we you hear all yeah. the stories about jollof Fries, Ghana, and, uh, no, no, King George. No, 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 <laughs> We heard this, the jollof rice. it's actually a good story to have, yeah, because first we know more about ourselves, so we know that jollof rice is not from Nigeria or Ghana, it's actually no. from Gambia and Ga- Yeah, so that's, that's standard. But Everybody else. So let's look at the thing, the, the bits that work. Hmm. So in, in answering your question, in essence, made right now. He's the man, King Smade. Yeah, brilliant, awesome.
3: Did you? like,
1: you got, you got, you got thirty seconds, and uh, yeah, yeah, you ain't give me no thirty seconds. Yeah, give me those thirty seconds. He said two days. Give me on my show. Yeah, go I, I said give two you days. three hours. Yeah, this show we we'll give you thirty seconds. Right. I will give you so one second answer for 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 the thirty seconds. Speak to that young African. Thirty uh, years from young, now, that young guy, that young that guy young girl. In, in UK, young girl, young guy, young girl. I don't know what else there is these days. <laughs> Behave yourself. <laughs> you know. But anyway, um, in Africa, in UK, in America, in in, in 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 the whole part of the world, this melanin-skinned young person that's listening to things that we are saying right now. Mm. How can they achieve? Or attain to this level that we're talking about. We're right, right behind us is the O2 Arena where the Whiz Kids and the Burner Boys and the Davidos and all this have, have performed. How can these young people attain, based on your experience and everything you've gone through, how can they attain to this level? And, it's, and it's Any form of success. It could be academic, it could be technological,
0: it could be any form of success.
2: Yeah. The first thing is to first believe in what you're doing believe. and yourself. And that's the single most important thing. Um, not everybody will have the opportunity of having mentors.
3: Yeah.
2: But if I look at Kenny, I look at D1, and you think back to you, there was, there was always something that your voice always liked. Maybe people close to you did not like it, but you enjoyed it, you know, and you stood with it. Yeah. You have to have that, that belief and sense of purpose. That is the first. Yeah. And once you can have that, stay with it. We are eight billion people on this planet. That's right. Eight billion on this planet. Mm. And every Mm. single person has a purpose. Mm. The greatest prayer we have is that we are able to discover our Our purpose. purpose. Not everybody on planet earth will discover Mm. their purpose. So So once you find your purpose, and I'm going to step back a bit. Your purpose is not necessar- seconds, your, no, no calm down your 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 well, so, your, 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 your purpose seconds. is not tied to money <laughs> <laughs> your purpose is not tied to money right your purpose is tied to what makes you happy innately mm. and once you just dis- once the moment you discover that mm. stay with it mm. because on the long run mm. it always works, works. Right.
0: thank you so much so works. anyone that you like to see on the show and what question do you have for that person recorded this is all about heroes everyone is going to come on this show is going to be in terms of celebration there because they they are a national treasure they are a hero they're carrying the flag they're doing something amazing for decades generation is going to come afterwards Mm. because people that what people that were before us you know we're so privileged to be having a conversation with you because you we were in diapers. You're when not You, were, bros. Doing, you were, we were in diapers when you're doing this thing. So to, to be sitting there around the table with you is such a huge privilege. And hopefully someday we're gonna be we're gonna be sitting <laughs> around the table with the kids who are in diapers and talking about. Sure. Oh, I remember I watched you 25 years ago. Mm. What message? What? Who's your hero? And what question do you have that for that person?
2: We'll that. I have a lot of heroes. One person. No, I have a, I have I have I have a lot of hero, heroes, One and and people who have done so much. Um as we're building. But if there's one person I'd like you to invite is Ayoshonaya. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Um my Which, so, what question are you gonna ask Ayo? My sojourn into that took me away from DJing into filmmaking. Into in, into 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 the screen was mm. Ayo. Right. And now he's made perhaps one of the most um um and afterwards, very carefully, he's made one of the mo- one of the biggest reference points for AfroBeats right now. Blueprint AfroBeats. and that's back, visible sorry. to the world. Hmm. On Netflix. So I think it's important to invite him okay. to come on yeah. All right. and talk you make about that his, happen. Ex- his experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and going because remember we must, we must also keep talking about going forward, forward legacy. It's a journey. Yeah. This thing is a marathon. No? Yeah. yeah. We are not using boat. Yeah. We are going <laughs> to yeah. So it's, what, what, what next? So yeah. that's something that I'd like you guys to bring on, on, on board and, and we, we can make that happen. And then what on question board. you would like to ask Ayo if you come on board? That's it. That's just What's to come next? and tell the story. So what question will you will like, you like ask, ask We need
1: one question that you'd really love to ask Ayo Shania.
2: Ah, can I email it to you later? Hey, hey, hey. I am you, in the spirit. You, you have to, this is I spot. am in the spirit. Literally. You got to say it. You have to say it. It's a tradition Bro, do you of the need to drink more? It's a tradition. <laughs> we,
0: we, 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 we appreciate it. it can be difficult to put you in the spotlight, but we want to carry okay. that tradition of the show um, to yeah. ask that question.
2: Where he sees the industry in the next decade. Mm.
0: Okay. Ayesha. Ayo. There you go. Get ready. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you How so much. On. Thank you very much, uh, DJ Abbas, the legend, the legend. Legend for a show
2: of Brother H- D. Entertainment. Thank is you for the taking
0: us to the On to the next episode, A Rose awesome. Diary. Nice. We're signing off. Peace. Alright, cool, cool. Yeah, no, brother. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Okay.